0: Welcome to another edition of Truth Prevails. And I'm your host, Bob Soriano. The Asbury Revival. Something that's been in the news for the last couple of weeks. I'd like to discuss that today. Just go over some things that I feel are very, very important when it comes to a what appears to be what may be a move of God. A lot of people calling it a revival. Is it an awakening? Is it a revival? What's actually going on in Kentucky? And now there seems to be similar occurrences all across the country at college campuses. And there seems to be all kinds of information on the internet where the Philippines is seeing a great move of God. Uganda, Africa, there seems to be a move of God taking place. So first I'd like to say as a, as a child of God, anytime we see people repenting, people getting saved, getting right with God, leaving a sinful life behind, getting in, in, in line with God and his precepts and doing all the right things to live a godly life, we should all rejoice absolutely 100% rejoice. So, and whether Asbury is really a true revival in the historical sense, time will tell, and certainly God knows. And as we all know as, as Christians, with God, nothing is impossible. God can do whatever he wants to do. And for me, just to see young people encouraged to to pray at an altar and they're falling on their face and that's encouraging to see compared to what a lot of the other things we see young people getting involved in in, in a life of sin and in woke wokeism and all these other things that are taking place. It's, it's refreshing to see young people going down to an altar and praying and seeking God, singing songs and praising and worshiping. So we should all be thankful for any time that we see evidence that God is stirring, he's moving, and we should all always praise the Lord for it. But what I'd like to leave you you with today is, what does the Bible say about revivals and a move of God? And there, there are two places in Scripture, at least, that we should use as a reference tool when we want to look at revival and how, how would we, uh, and I'm not saying judge it, but how do we test the fruits of it to see whether or not it's really a move of God? And the first place that I would point you to would be the book of Jonah. In the book of Jonah, in chapter 2 and chapter 3, we have a clear-cut story, true story, a true uh, event that took place in history where God called a prophet from Israel named Jonah to go to a a very wicked city called Nineveh. And Nineveh was located in Turkey, uh, the ancient uh, area that Turkey's uh, in today. And this city was a very wicked city that the Bible tells us in verse 1, and I'm just going to paraphrase, I'm just going to read uh, actually verse 2. This is what Scripture says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So here we have a clear example where wickedness uh, goes up to the Lord as a cry and God hears it, he sees it, he understands what's going on, and now he calls Jonah, a prophet of God, and tells him to go to Nineveh and to speak the words that I tell you to speak. And of course, Jonah was reluctant to do this, and everybody knows this, this story, that God had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was swallowed up for three days, and for three nights he was in the belly of this great fish. And then after Jonah was in there for a while, and he calls out to God, and he's basically repenting for the way that he he fled from the Lord, the fish spits him up or vomits him up on the shore of Nineveh. And then the Bible tells us that Nineveh went—and this was a big city— it would take uh, several days just to walk across the length of the city. But as he went, he started to preach the very words that God told him to preach. And these words—and here's what you need to understand—the response of the people. So I believe that in order for a true revival to come, there, there has to be a, a time where the Word of God is being preached— So the first thing I would say is you got to hear the Word of God, and when people hear the Word of God, they're going to respond either in a positive way, where they will be convicted and repent, or they will turn from the Word of God and continue in their life of sin and, and wickedness. But here we have a clear example that they heard the Word of God and that the Word of God convicted them concerning the way that they were living that they immediately repented of their sins. They would uh, take their clothes uh, off, and they would cover themselves with sackcloth and ashes on them. This was an, an ancient sign of repentance. And not only did the king do this, but he had every single citizen that lived in Nineveh had to do the same thing. And then it goes beyond that. It actually says that even the animals, the beasts of the field, were all covered in sackcloth and ashes, and that everyone was to repent. And God seen their humbleness, their sincerity, that their hearts and minds were truly sorry for the way that they were living their lives, and he relented on the judgment that he was going to send upon this city, which would have been his wrath being poured out on him. Now, the other place that we have in Scripture as well is in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapters 22 through 23, we have another clear example of a revival that broke out in Israel. And this was a time when they were doing work on the house of the Lord— and they were doing some updates and some repairs that were much needed, and an individual happened to find a scroll, a book. The Bible tells us that this included the law of Moses, and it doesn't really tell us if it included all five books of the Old Testament, which is known as the Torah, but it included the part with the law of Moses, and if Israel did the right things— and followed God's law and precepts and commandments, good things would follow. But if they didn't, there was going to be consequences and terrible consequences. So as this particular book was read before the king at that time, the Bible tells us that he rent his clothes. And this is a sign of grief and sorrow. And we I think we can even say a, a sign of repentance and a humility before God that he realized that Israel was going in the wrong direction. So what takes place there is that he had the, the same scripture read to all of the people that were in Jerusalem, and all of them were to hear this. And what we find is that they humbled themselves, they heard the word of God, they read the word of God, and they were convicted, and then they were repented. So, folks, what I'm trying to, to say here is that I think when we see a true move of God, we're going to see that the Word of God is either read or preached, which brings conviction, a true sorrow, uh, sorriness for, for sins and for the way we've been living. And it will cause people to have contrition and brokenness. I always believe that when people really come under that kind of conviction from the Lord, that they're going to be weeping and, and, and falling on their face and calling out to God because they recognize a fear of the Lord where they've been. And some people may disagree with that, and that's fine. But I think that we will see conviction, sorriness for sin, and then true repentance where people are calling out to God to forgive them. I think those are the key characteristics we can look for any kind of a move of God or revival uh, will take place. And to me, a true revival, if you go back and look at the historical accounts here in the United States, it was always first there was a saturation of prayer prior to a meeting. Then, when the speaker got up, that speaker was anointed by God to deliver the word of God. The Holy Spirit would bring the conviction, people would respond with. Being under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, they would respond with contrition, sorriness for sin, humility would step in, and people would break down, and they would repent and get right with God. And that's what you would say. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are saying that America's best days are ahead and that there's a great awakening or revival coming to America I personally don't believe that. I don't see that. I see what's taking place at Asbury and other places where everyone that's there is getting involved with the worship, with the praise, the praying, hopefully getting right with God. But a true national revival would, would take place, would be like what you read in 2 Kings. It would also be what you read in the book of Jonah, where everybody is repenting. And you just don't see that in America. You don't see a desire for that. We don't, as a whole, uh, America has, has, has gone so far where we've defiled the land and we, we don't want God in America. Uh, there's a lot of good godly Christians that do, and I think we're the restraining force that's holding this nation together and I think that once the rapture takes place and all the true Christians are gone, then I think America is, is going to face God's judgment because we have our leaders, our political leaders, the media, uh, everything that we see today on television and the movies is all so ungodly, and it's just increasing to get more wicked. And that's really what the Bible teaches. The Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets teach that as we get closer and closer to the end times, the the time that the Lord will come back, there will not be great revivals. There may be pockets of revivals like we've seen in Kentucky. There may be uh, individual churches that have a glorious visitation of the Lord, and praise God for that. But as a whole, the world is going to become more wicked and ungodly, and is setting themselves up for the wrath and the judgment of God that will come uh, to this world. But folks, in the meantime, let's let's be thankful for any moves of God. Let's praise the Lord for that, and let's just really pray that people get saved and get right with God, because that's the most important thing. That's what will last for eternity. Until next time, folks, God bless you, and have a great day. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Please join us next time on Truth Prevails.